0: Learn from him that often, contradiction is the clearest way to truth. Patty Smith, The Walking Dead, Season 1, Episode 1, Days Gone By. Hello everyone, and thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Feed, Don't Eat Your Brain. I literally just came up with this last Sunday, August 1st, 2021, and we are recording this the next uh, Tuesday. So I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, One of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because I've always loved the idea of moral dilemmas, and I love philosophy. And uh, those of you that know me know that I love zombie content. I mean, like, The Walking Dead is my favorite TV show. The Last of Us is my favorite video game. So I just love talking and thinking about zombies and, like, what zombies do to us as, like, a society, like, if that were to ever happen. And I remember um, I was at a theater convention, and I was taking uh, a script writing class. And while I was taking it, the the guy was like, you need to find an antagonist, and it can't be zombies. I hate zombies as an antagonist. And I remember thinking, I was, I was very deeply offended by it. Uh, and I remember thinking, like, I love zombie movies, but why do I love zombie movies? Because he, he had a point that... Um, zombies are a crappy antagonist, but I I learned that zombies aren't the antagonist. Zombies create the antagonist, whether if it's with ourselves or with each other, Um, that zombies cause this obstacle that creates conflict between us. So I wanted to talk about um, what happens when zombies happen and uh, why it is important to talk about these moral dilemmas today and how they can influence our lives and how morality influences our lives and how it would if we were in a zombie apocalypse. So I'm rambling now, but uh, without further ado, let me introduce my beautiful, wonderful, amazing guest, uh, Alina Ballard. She is my wife and she designed the wonderful uh, art and poster for this podcast. So go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Alina Ballard. Um, I love Last of Us. I love watching it, not playing it, Um, but I do love playing the Walking Dead Telltale games. And... Because of Zach's insistence, I am watching The Walking Dead TV show for the first time.
0: It took years. And I am also sacrificing a lot because I have to watch The Crown, Steven Universe, and what else?
1: Uh, I'm still debating between The Queen's Gambit and something else. Oh,
0: yeah. Queen's Gambit and probably always Extraordinary Playlist. But, so, I finally got her to watch it, and she likes it.
1: I do like it. We watched the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and I did like it.
0: Yeah. So, um... So she will be discussing this first episode with me. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is is people versus zombies and, like, what... Like, are people still inside of the zombies? And, like, how long does it take for you to dehumanize these zombies? Um, so the first thing I want to talk about isn't the very first scene. I'll get to that later. But I want to talk about when Rick, like, wakes up in the hospital. And he's he's walking around. He just saw, like, this this corpse on the ground. And then he sees these two doors and it says don't open, dead inside. And then these hands start coming out. And I don't think he knew that they were walkers, because he says that he doesn't know that they were walkers. Do you think, like, he thought he was leaving, like, sick people inside the hospital, locked in there?
1: Oh. I don't know. That's
0: yeah. That's a cool thought. Because, like, like... He, before he was talking to Morgan, he was like, like, you shot that guy. Yeah. So he doesn't know yet. So did he think he was leaving sick people in the hospital to die?
1: Honestly, he probably did. He probably... His main, his main concern at that moment was to find someone who could help him. Like he was the one in need. He Mm -hmm. was the one that needed help. So I think that if he had woken up and he still wasn't super injured from his gunshot wound, I think that Rick probably would have tried to help them, Mm. but that wasn't his main concern at the moment.
0: Mm -hmm. So, so he, his morality was him first and everyone else second. He gets help first. And everyone else second in that moment in time, right?
1: I think so, and I think that's reasonable considering that he just woke up from a coma with a gunshot wound and was all alone in hospital and was probably yeah. starving and dehydrated and probably really, really sore. Yeah,
0: I, I, you, you get to learn a lot about Rick mainly because he's the main character in the show. But like he, that's like one of the first times. Well, I mean, he he always like looks out for other people if they're in the, his group. Like he has a hard time looking out for people when they're not in their group, but uh, so I think that's interesting. He he probably thought he was leaving sick people behind. He probably didn't know what was going on.
1: Although it was probably a gut reaction to turn around too, because like even in my life sometimes I judge people based off of their appearance, mm-hmm. and if I think that they look like someone unsafe, then I'll kind of back away from them. And I think that the fingers coming through the door and the moaning. Yeah felt probably in his gut unsafe you think he might have thought
0: he would have gotten sick so he like backed away
1: maybe or Mm -hmm. just like maybe he understood that okay this is a hospital not an insane asylum from the 1800s if they're locked up there's a good reason for it Mm
0: -hmm. okay that makes sense and he also was a cop so he probably like thought like okay they're locked up something's going on i mean he knows something is wrong because he just saw like that chewed up body on the ground yeah and like everything so yeah um, next moment I saw was, well, I mean, it would have been terrifying to, like, wake up, not see anyone alive. Like, mm-hmm. he's walking through the streets and there's just dead people. Like, just corpses scattering everywhere. And yeah. I can't imagine, like, the thoughts he was having. And, like, when he got to the house, he was, like, hitting himself. He was like, is this a dream? Like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And honestly, I think that is such a genuine reaction to seeing yeah. corpses lining the streets when you wake up, you know?
1: Do you think, pe- like, people throughout world's history have had a reaction similar to that. Like, I'm thinking about, um, like, the bombings in Germany and mm. the bombings in, like, um, Fat Man and Little Boy in Japan. Mm. I'm wondering if there was anyone that was, like, huddled in the basement and when they came up, like, that's all they saw was just, like, carnage. Yeah, I mean, I'm havoc. sure.
0: But they understood. Like, during the Black Death and stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, but, but they would
1: have known, they would have mm-hmm. known, like, we're in the middle of a war and this is what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. Rick had the extra layer of being absolutely
0: clueless. Yeah, well, and it's also implied, like Shane is talking to him. So we think Shane is there with him. Yeah. And then he talks to Shane. And then he wakes up and the flowers are decayed. Mm-hmm. And so he has like no idea what is happening. Yeah. And so it would just be so scary. Not really a morality thing, but just like how like traumatizing that would be to wake up like that. Um, and and so I the next thing I wanted to talk about is like, yeah, he he literally saw Morgan shoot a guy, and he he was like You killed that guy. And I I wonder, like, he woke up, and I'm sure he didn't want to move. Not because, like, he was scared of Morgan. Well, he might have been scared of Morgan, honestly. Yeah. Because he just saw Morgan just pop the guy Mm -hmm. in the street, you know? And I think it's interesting. Like, how far does it take for you to, like, understand that these zombies aren't human? And, like, because the next day he goes out, he's like, I just need to make sure one more time. They're not human, right? After Morgan explained to him what they were. And I, I just... And, like... Throughout the whole episode, uh, he hesitates less and less when he's, like, killing someone. Mm-hmm. Like, the next time he kills a walker, well, he beats that one with the baseball bat. Yeah. And then he beats... And then he shoots the cop that he didn't like very much. Yeah. And and he and he hesitated, and he was like, man, I didn't like him, but he's still, like, a person. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, I think, though... I really like how, in those ones, it was more, like, it needed to get done, mm-hmm. Um But then when he had a quiet moment with the legless zombie, you know, like the classic zombie, Mm -hmm. he almost like said a prayer for her. He Mm -hmm. was like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was almost like a prayer. Like he was like, I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Yeah. And like in the second episode, like I know you'll talk about the second episode Mm -hmm. separately, but he almost does the same thing with another zombie. Yeah. Where he almost makes it a ritual to kill them yeah. almost like when um in native american culture where uh after they would kill an animal they would say like some words about how like your body will feed me um and provide for me mm-hmm. and that's kind of what he does to the walkers yeah but i'm sure that as the season well, goes on it's all like i don't care it is,
0: it is a decline of like love for human life like i wrote that like he, he didn't like the guy very much and he was like, man, I didn't like you, but you were still like a human, you yeah. know? Um, but it it continuously gets worse as like the seasons go on where human life starts to become less and less as his life is threatened more and his family's life is threatened more. Yeah. You know? Um, I
1: have a question. Yeah. So you have Morgan mm-hmm. who has been conscious through the zombie apocalypse the entire time. Mm-hmm. And he understands that they're not who they are anymore, why does he struggle to kill his wife? Like, it's not his wife anymore, and he clearly said that. And, like, Morgan, from what I saw of him in the first episode, he seems like the kind of guy that would see killing his wife as, like, freeing her Mm -hmm. from being, like, if there's any remnant of her, freeing her from being trapped in a walker's body. So why does he, why can't he kill her?
0: I think, well, like... Even though Morgan knows more what's going on, he still has no idea what this is, and I mm-hmm. think for like he's still seeing his wife, his like wife's body walk around, and I think he's it's still in his mind like she's still there. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sure, but yeah, I I wrote that down. I wanted to talk about it. Like, is it is it morally okay? Like, even if you don't know, because like in other zombie movies they're still alive and mm-hmm. they're just sick, but in this one they're definitely dead. Yeah. Like, but I don't know if... I mean, he does know it because he says they're dead and then they wake up again. Yeah. But I think he's hoping for some semblance of, like, maybe she's still in there and maybe she can get help and I don't want to kill her.
1: Would... What would you do if it was me? What would I do if If it was you? If we were in a zombie apocalypse and, like, we had just finished fighting a horde of zombies and we got out and we were checking our bodies for wounds and I had a bite on my arm, what would you do?
0: I would... I would, like, I wouldn't just kill you immediately, but I would, like, basically, like, handcuff you to, like, a bed. <laughs> I, I would. I'm not even kidding. I would handcuff you to a bed. I mean, you do that anyway I, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, um, I would, like, handcuff you, and then I would just, like, be with you while you were dying.
1: Uh-huh. Oh,
0: that's sweet. And then when you died, I'd give you head trauma to, like, make sure you didn't come back.
1: Okay. Yeah so you you would definitely I would kill definitely, me like, like as soon as i turned i, I would or kill you before you,
0: tu- you turned okay. i would like give you head trauma before uh-huh. so you didn't wake up as that okay mm-hmm. um cuz i think that's like more merciful than letting you turn yeah um all right so
1: i think i would do the same yeah. By the way yeah i think i would want to spend some moments saying goodbye and then
0: yeah i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't want to just immediately have each other kill each other you know yeah cuz it seems like you know if it takes time then, yeah, if, it, if it's like a zombie virus that doesn't take its time, mm-hmm. like you turn immediately, then, you know, I probably would okay. just shoot you. But it just depends on the virus. Um, Yeah, and, like, he, he hesitates less and less. Um, and he, like, with, with the cop and then with the girl, he, he hesitated a little bit more with the girl, probably because she was a little girl. But, yeah. like, he still, like, when she was running towards him, he still was, like, I, I need to pull out my gun, mm-hmm. you know, and shoot her. And, and he waited, he, like, a two, a few seconds to shoot her.
1: I think he wanted to make sure that she actually was mm-hmm. a walker.
0: Oh, and I wanted to, like, talk about, like, how Dwayne didn't make sure <laughs> that Rick was a walker. Yeah, before he, he hit just him in a like, shovel. Like, why, like, like, I think that's so funny that, I don't know, like, when do you, do you risk your life And make sure that it's a human, or do you just, like, if you think it's a zombie, you kill it immediately, you know? Like, what do you do?
1: Yeah, I I think with Dwayne, he was probably just doing what his dad had been teaching him Mm -hmm. to do. Um, Which
0: was, if you see something not right, hit it, you know?
1: Yeah, and, but I liked how Morgan, and I I think this shows kind of how kids' brains versus adult brains work. Mm -hmm. I feel like kids' brains, they kind of, they go in a forward motion, mm-hmm. and they don't really think about other factors. Yeah, that's um, true. And so I don't think that Morgan would have acted super different from Dwayne, mm-hmm. but um, at least to begin with. But as soon as he thought he heard Rick talk, he thought, oh, this guy could still be human.
0: Yeah, and Morgan said that too. He was like, man, you know they can't talk. You yeah, know?
1: but for a little kid, for, du- for Dwayne, it was probably just all like, person moving i haven't seen another person besides my dad in weeks mm-hmm. i'm gonna hit it with a shovel
0: yeah yeah that's true um i did want to talk about like maybe they they did seem the zombies did seem more smart than they are in the other seasons mm-hmm. like in the first season especially like they pick up things like his wife like looks through the people and like the, the door. The door now. yeah and so i'm thinking maybe they were like trying to i don't i don't know this i probably should look this up but like they were trying to like do like the zombies are a little bit more intelligent, but then I think they just went with like, no, they're not intelligent, you know. I think it's
1: simpler that way.
0: Or it could be like the virus, like as it spreads out more, gets more doled out. And so like the zombies as they keep getting created become less intelligent. That's Because the virus doesn't from its source, you yeah. know. And we still don't know where the source came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think... Oh, I, the last thing I want to talk about this is that he he started hesitating less and less, especially when his life was in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when he was under the tank and he was just like... He, he didn't care anymore. Like, well, he... Yeah.
1: There... Well, actually, the, when he goes under the tank, remember, there's, like, that split second where he considers shooting himself mm-hmm. in the head and then he sees the what a door, mm-hmm. whatever, to get into the tank. Yeah. And... Like... At that moment, he had almost given up. He was like, mm-hmm. "This is not worth it to fight for my life."
0: Yeah. And when, then, when, like, would you give up in a zombie apocalypse?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I probably would. I'm a, I'd be like, I don't want to live in this world. What?
0: Well, it, does it depend on the zombie though?
1: On the zombie.
0: Like, I would straight up blow my brains out if it was Last of Us zombies.
1: Last of Us. I ain't.
0: The I ain't Last with of that. Us
1: zombies are really scary. I. Uh yeah, it's such an a key topic but i would not unless i had a really strong community and i still had all my family with me Mm -hmm. and we had found a place all of your
0: family like all of your siblings nieces and nephews parents yes you you wouldn't kill yourself if you had all of your family if i had
1: all of my family with complete with gardens
0: but you're not going to start out that way like it's going to start out crazy yeah and most of your family is probably going to die
1: such a hard question
0: it is a hard question i don't, I don't know i wouldn't initially kill myself in the walking dead universe mm-hmm. i would i would first try to keep you alive yeah and me alive and that includes making you not kill yourself um but yeah uh so you would you would want to just off yourself
1: i don't know i this is
0: this is the space to answer these questions okay
1: so. uh Okay. I would try to survive. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I would try to survive as long as I had someone alive too to keep me. If I had someone to live for, mm-hmm. it would keep me going. Whether it was a family member that I knew before, like you, mm-hmm. um, or one of my siblings, or if it was someone that I met across the way, like if I had someone to live for, mm-hmm. then I would fight to survive. But if you were
0: just alone, if you I was, would-
1: Dude, if I was just alone, then I'd be like, I have plenty of friends and family on the other side. Mm. I have Jesus waiting for me. <laughs> I I don't want to be alone anymore.
0: Okay. I think for me, like, I would try to survive, like, as long as possible. And if I had, like, something to fight for as well, I would try to stay alive. Um, I think, like, the minute I'm bit on, like, head to my torso, I'm, like, I know I'm dead. You know? Like, I know I'm dead. But if I get bit, like, on the arm or the leg, I'm going to try to cut it off immediately, you know? Yeah. But I, but then that gives you a disadvantage when you're in uh, those dire situations. But, yeah.
1: Um, I just wanted to say, because I got the feeling, too, um, we're talking about really extreme examples, like a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. If you are currently considering ending your life because you don't want to be alive and face the hardships of day-to-day life... Mm. Like, talk to someone that you trust. Call the suicide hotline. Call the yeah. suicide hotline and talk to someone who you trust. Talk to a family member, a friend, mm-hmm. just someone, because you you don't have to feel that way. Like, there are resources out there to help you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is in the context of a very dystopian, awful, awful world.
1: Yeah, but always remember that you deserve to live. You
0: always deserve to live. And I believe you always deserve to live in a zombie apocalypse, too.
1: I get... Okay. You're changing my mind <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Next topic? Yeah.
0: All right. So, I wanted to talk about the old world versus the new world. The, the one thing I wanted to talk about was, like, holding on to titles. Like, mm-hmm. Rick still, like, held on to his cop title. Yeah. You know? And so did Shane. Shane held on to his cop title. Yeah.
1: Into the um, radio, he was like, this is Officer Shane. Mm-hmm. Or... N- Welsh. It's Welsh, right? Officer Welsh.
0: Don't remember his last name off the top of my head. But But yeah. yeah. But yeah, they both and I find it interesting, like like it I guess it depends on the occupation that you had if you would like hold on to your title. Because like if you were like an accountant, money means nothing anymore. Yeah. And so like why would you say hi, I'm accountant Bill? Yeah. You know? And I think think, yeah.
1: Oh I think it's the authority. Mm -hmm. Even though the government that was in place to give them a, that authority doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. because it's an authoritative position. Yeah. They wanted to hold on to that. It meant something to them still. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And like it, you see people throughout this whole series, like holding on to old world things that don't matter anymore. The like, it, it's crazy. Like the only things I see that they don't hold on to are money. Cause obviously not going to do any good mm-hmm. and like stealing. They Like, Rick completely dropped stealing immediately. Yeah. Did you, like, did you notice that? Like, he was like, okay, we're going to go to the, the police station and steal some guns. Yeah. And steal the hot water that could be used for drinking for us to stay alive. But, you know.
1: But imagine how nice that shower That is.
0: shower, I, I really do enjoy being clean. And that shower would feel really nice. Mm-hmm. But you could use that water to drink.
1: Yeah, that's true. I had
0: that thought. I was like, ooh. Like, they're wasting so much drinking water. and yeah. But they're holding on to that, like. First world, like, modern luxury that we have, yeah, like you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, And, like, being clean, like, that's a definite comfort. That would be probably the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. to deal with, is, like, being dirty all the time yeah. in that world, you know? Um, and, like, you, you see a lot of this in season two, but you see some of it in holding on to religion. Um, when the two people that killed themselves in the in the house and after Rick sold their horse, well, before Rick stole their horse, yeah. Uh, and you see that they wrote in blood, um, "God forgive us."
1: Did they write in blood? They wrote that in blood on blood? the wall. Yeah, that
0: was blood like, oh, or something. It was blood or mud or something. Yeah. But like they wrote, "God forgive us," uh-huh. and you know, like they still believed in God after everything that happened. You yeah. know,
1: that's a very optimistic thing to write on the wall. Considering, I mean, I mean, if God, God does this, us. if God
0: does that, he better forgive me for whatever I do. I, (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like if he if he puts a zombie apocalypse on the earth to like uh, whatever whatever his plans are. Like if he did that, he better forgive me for what I do.
1: I know. You know. Just the fact that they felt the need to write it, I'd
0: and for committing suicide too in that awful awful world.
1: Yeah, I'd be. I think that if I had to write something on the wall before I did that, it would a message to God. It'd be like God. I'm coming and I have <laughs> a have lot some of
0: explaining. To I do. have a lot
1: of questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So be prepared to meet me Yeah. on the staircase to heaven.
0: Yeah. And Morgan still is saying prayers. Yeah. I don't like, and again, it talks more about this and we'll get more in depth in religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to just brush on this a little bit. Like, and Rick was holding his eyes open and I think I'd be like, Rick, yeah. I think if that happened, I'd be like, like God doesn't deserve my, my thanks. God doesn't deserve like my yeah. grace. Like, I can't, I don't know where my family's at. Mm-hmm. I woke up with a gunshot wound three months later in a hospital. Like yeah. God doesn't get my praise yeah. right now. You know?
1: No, I, I'm really excited to listen to you explore that further. Cause my opinion is that no matter what you, re- what religion you believe in, mm-hmm. um, religion gives people purpose mm-hmm. and it gives yeah. people something to hope for. Like, I, I know that there are some cases where, um, People have been really hurt by their religion and it's been very toxic and I'm, I'm very empathetic to those people. But for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. religion gives them purpose. And so saying a prayer every day, like waking up in the morning, knowing, okay, I'm going to pray and I'm going to eat my meal. Mm -hmm. I think that gives them something.
0: Yeah. Like hope. It gives them hope.
1: Yeah. And it gives, it
0: it, it gives people hope now. Uh huh. And it also like gives them hope. I don't, I don't know if I could pray though.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um yeah, we'll talk more about religion later on in season two um, and yeah, they would also like Morgan held on to language and manners too like yeah. with his son like he when his son was like, um, man, that ain't that ain't no man and he was like what, what was that that came out of your mouth just now you know it and wasn't like a
1: man, it yeah. wasn't a man yeah. yeah
0: and like he's like still holding on to these like these manners uh-huh. and then when Rick was like, there's clothes for you in the back and he was like, what do you say, Dwayne? He's like, thank you. And I was like, man, manners don't mean anything right now, I, you know? I, I, <laughs> but, like, I I guess manners do mean something. I'll, I take that back. Manners do mean something. Like, if someone does something nice for you, you just say thank you. Yeah. Still, but I don't know. Like, it, it's so interesting that, like, Morgan was so dead set on, like, raising his son right. Yeah. Even through all the crap that was going on, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I think that, I mean, it could be a couple things. It could just be, like, he grew up with, like... That's what how he was raised, and so he's going to make sure that's how his son is raised. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing could be that he's thinking to the future, and he's all like, "Man, I don't want the kids right now to become savage jerk yeah. adults. So if I continue to teach my kid manners in this dystopian world, maybe others will too, mm-hmm. and the human race won't become just barbarics all over."
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that. Morgan. Morgan is so good, and I love him, Cause, and it's sad because of what he like turns into later on.
1: Oh my goodness, D- does he die?
0: I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, by the way- Does
1: Dwayne die? Oh I'm my gosh, Dwayne dies! I'm not going to
0: spoil it for you. Um, By the way, I'm not spoiling it for Alina because I want her to experience it, but there will probably be spoilers in the show, so make sure you watch the episode before you listen to it. I'm not promising any like spoiler alert right now, beginning of the show there will be spoilers. So make sure you watch it before you listen to me, okay? Um so uh yeah, it's so sad knowing what Morgan turns into as a person later on. But um I love when when Dwayne sees his dead mom walking around and he starts crying mm-hmm. and like morgan doesn't tell him to like shut up like shut up you can't cry yeah. he says cry into the pillow like it's okay to cry yeah. but cry into the pillow so that they don't like hear us you know i
1: i i fully support that parenting mm-hmm. like you think that even as an adult emotions are hard mm-hmm. as a little kid emotions are just they're so much stronger as a kid you feel them so much stronger and you gotta let kids feel their emotions. You've gotta mm-hmm. let them cry and scream. Like teach them how to do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But gosh, don't ever tell your kids stop that crying yeah. or like big girls. No matter what big world they're in, cry, you know. But, yeah. Like
0: yeah, it it's that's toxic masculinity, baby. Mm-hmm. And Shane is full of it. So is Merle. But we'll talk about that later. Um But mm-hmm. yeah, but like I uh, Morgan's just such a good dad, and so is Rick. Rick is a good dad, mm-hmm. fight me, Rick's a good dad. Okay, <laughs> he loves like he loves Carl so much.
1: Carl, Carl, <laughs> as he's running through the
0: house. <laughs> Carl. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Like when he's like running through the house, and and then he just like he didn't break down at all. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally got home, he broke down, yeah. and that's like another old world thing. Like home is where you you yeah. can do that. You know,
1: it's like the family photo album. Mm-hmm. It would the family like, like both the wives wanted to keep the family photo mm-hmm. albums
0: Well, Morgan's like, he's like, I was trying to get food supplies and yeah. she was looking for photo albums. Yeah, you know, that's
1: another old world that they tried to keep in the new world.
0: Mm-hmm. And like, how long does it take for you to let go of this old world and like embrace the new. And also like with kids, like Morgan was shielding Dwayne from the real world. And Shane is shielding, um, Carl mm-hmm. from the new world. Yeah. And like, and then when Rick gets there, he he's like no, it's better for Carl to learn.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Um yeah yeah he's like he he wants to train him how to shoot you know uh-huh. and I mean I mean Morgan wants to tr- um, show Dwayne how to shoot too. Yeah. And I think that's a, like a necessary skill, obviously, to learn in that world. But like, it's it's so interesting. Like, when do we stop censoring our kids? Like, if does censoring our kids make us? Um, does censoring our kids make them weak?
1: I I think it depends on the subject matter Mm -hmm. and the age that they're at. I think that whenever kids are old enough to start asking questions about things, whether it's asking questions about sex, death, Mm -hmm. violence, like they're old enough to get answers. If they're old enough to ask questions, Mm -hmm. does that mean you should overload their senses? Mm -hmm. No. Like, I I think a good rule of thumb, we're not parents, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, so we haven't had kids yet, but... I think a good rule of thumb is that, like answer the questions that they're ready to ask
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I yeah, just go from there, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, and Morgan wasn't shielding him completely, uh-huh. like Morgan like Morgan let him roam around and hit them with a shovel, obviously, you yeah. know, but like he definitely shielded it, shielded him from seeing his mom mm-hmm. um which. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that was the right choice to do because that had to be so traumatizing for Dwayne to like see his mom be dead and like walk around. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what the right choice would be in that situation. Yeah.
1: I think, I think it definitely deserves a conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say that Morgan in the first episode did follow through and kill his wife's body, the Mm -hmm. walker. Um, like, he told Dwayne to just go downstairs and mm-hmm. plug his ears. Like, yeah. that's all he told Dwayne to do. And so he kind of left Dwayne in the dark. Mm-hmm. I hope that, like, if he had gone ahead and shot his wife, that he would have gone down and explained to Dwayne what he had just done, why he did, didn't want Dwayne to see it. Yeah. Instead of just going like, oh, where'd, your, I mean, where'd the, the walker wife go? The I next, don't know. <laughs> the
0: next time they would have left, he would have seen his mom with a... Uh-huh with a hole in her head, and he would have had to explain it anyway, you know. He might
1: have shielded her from the body though, on the ground.
0: Yeah, I guess that's or true. Or hit it, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. Um, I, and we'll talk more about kids in the zombie apocalypse, because there's some good stuff with Carl, uh, but it's it's interesting, like, how they haven't let go of censoring their kids mm-hmm. in this world, and I think, I think there's also, right now, there's this sense of, like, things might get better. Mm-hmm. Things might get better, and I don't want to mess up my kids. Yeah. I don't want my kids to see that. And, you know, but w- when does it get to the point where the kid has to know in order to, like, protect themselves?
1: Well, honestly, even as a, an adult, there are, times, oh, yeah. there are times where I want to censor myself. Yeah. Like, I hate seeing dead animals on the side of the road. hmm And, like, there have been times when I've driven past deers and... One time it was like a cow, mm-hmm. like a cow on the side of the road and like its guts were just spilled everywhere. And I wish that I had had someone to censor me, be like, don't look, honey, don't look at the dead animal. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, if it makes me uncomfortable, I think if I had a kid with me, I'd be like, okay, don't look, don't mm-hmm. look, Jimmy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm more desensitized to that stuff than you are, but there are definitely some times I see things. Or here things that I don't want to see or hear. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Because, like, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to see everything that they see. Like, real oh, world yeah. stuff in that world. Like, especially just waking up and Rick's first body was that, you know?
1: I, I can't imagine. Like, I can watch it because I know it's all makeup and prosthetics. Mm-hmm. But with how badly I react to dead animals, mm-hmm. I have... I can't even imagine what my involuntary response would be I mean even the smell even the smell would be overwhelming for
0: me you know um but yeah so now I want to talk about a little bit about men versus women uh because before the zombie pandemic Mm -hmm. um it shows Shane and Rick talking in the car and and Shane's Ah! about his wife not turning off lights and stuff and Mm -hmm and uh doesn't and then,
1: Rick start the conversation Rick is the one that asks
0: no Shane's the one that asks what's the difference between men and women
1: oh it's Shane i mm-hmm. thought it was Rick
0: and then and then Rick answers the question uh-huh. and and Rick says well Lori apparently said that morning that sometimes i don't even think you care about us mm-hmm. and Rick said the difference between men and women is um that i would never say something like that and i i think Rick was just hurt by that at the moment i don't think that there is like like people can say things no matter who you are you know like people can say awful things to each other no matter what and like i don't think there is and i mean what are like the circumstances of like saying awful things to one another i mean i don't think it's ever okay but i think that we justify to ourselves when we do say those things sometimes that it's okay you know like when we feel hurt like i feel like we just a lot of us just justify you know saying hurtful things to people when we're hurt yeah. You know, what do you think?
1: I agree. Um, I think he mentions twice that it was in front of Carl, that his wife said that in front of him and Carl. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what hurt Rick is like, obviously, Rick and Lori's marriage is having some bumps right now. We haven't gotten a lot of backstory. I haven't gotten a lot of backstory yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like their marriage is struggling, their relationship with each other is struggling struggling and both parties have felt hurt mm-hmm. and I think that like Lori she wanted to hit a nerve yeah. with Rick and hope maybe she was hoping that saying it would finally get him to change I don't know what I don't know what they were upset at each other about I don't know what Lori was upset at Rick at, Mm -hmm. but she was probably doing it because she felt like she needed to say something to finally get through to him. Mm -hmm. Um, because she was feeling hurt. And then in retaliation, Rick says something that can be seen as sexist, you know, saying that's the difference between men and women. Yeah. Um, because he was feeling hurt by his wife saying that Mm -hmm. in front of their child. Yeah. So, so basically I'm just agreeing with you is when people are hurt and they feel betrayed by their loved ones, Mm -hmm. they try to find justification or they try to find some type of solace. And that can come from talking really mean about the other person.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like we're married, and we've we've said we both said things to each other that has hurt each other's feelings. Yeah, and I don't think, but I feel like there's a difference between like saying it in the heat of the moment, and I, I we didn't see that conversation, but like it's it's definitely different. It, it feels like Lori was being malicious about it. Mm-hmm. At least that's how Rick was telling the story. Yeah, but she might not have been malicious about it. She might have just said it and immediately regretted it. Yeah, we don't know? know
1: Lori's side of the. story. And scene. I'm
0: sure she regretted it after he got shot. Yeah. Like that was the last thing, like he could have died. And that was the last thing she would have said to him, oh man, yeah. you know? And like, be careful what you say to people. Cause you don't know when it's going to be your last time seeing them. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And I, maybe it's because I am a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to try and see it from Lori's perspective, Yeah. but I'm trying to think what would have to happen for me to feel the need to say that to you. Mm-hmm. And it would probably be if you had been really distant, if I felt that you were putting um, work consistently above me Mm -hmm. all the time, like sometimes that's necessary. Like we have to eat, we have to pay rent. Yeah. I get that. But if it was happening, happening consistently where I felt like I was just always third, fourth priority on your list Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had just completely lost my relationship with you. That's probably when I would say that. And so I'm, I'm trying to imagine, what Lori has been feeling the last few months of their marriage Mm -hmm. to fill the need to say that to
0: Rick. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we don't, we don't know exactly what they were feeling, but you know, morale, like language is so moral and immoral depending on what you are telling other people. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm like, you know, my opinion on swearing, like I think swearing depends on how you're using it. Yeah. Like, and you know she she didn't swear in that moment mm-hmm. but it really hurt rick yeah you know mm-hmm. and um just be careful what you say to people
1: i think um how should have rick have handled that like he he walked she said that to him and he walked out the door he went on patrol with shane and he just vented and complained to shane about his wife do you think do you think that was a healthy way to handle it or the Right way to handle. I think them. that was a healthy
0: way to handle it. Like the he venting. was confiding in his best friend, uh-huh. and like I, 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 said this before. I don't agree that you know, a man would never say things like that because men yeah. can say awful things, and I've heard men say oh, yeah. awful things. You know, definitely.
1: I don't think it's. I, I think that it was wrong to say that it's men versus women because.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, but that was just how he was feeling in the that's, moment. That's how he know? was
1: feeling. He was feeling vindicated. Like he
0: was feeling like I would never say that. You yeah, know, but because I'm a man. Yeah, because I'm a man, and like. Yeah, so I I think it was right to vent. I think the next step would have been to actually talk about it. You know, like the next step obviously would be for him to come home and say, you really hurt me when you said that. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it. I don't know if he would have, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: that would have been the right thing to do. I think. But I I don't think it was wrong to vent to Shane at all. I think venting is natural and healthy.
1: I I agree with that. It's very healthy to vent. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can get to a point where it's unhealthy. Yeah, definitely. Like it's good to vent to just release those feelings Mm -hmm. that are being bottled up inside you. If the venting leads to more venting and more venting and ranting and raging, that's where it becomes unhealthy. So Mm -hmm. I think you, I think you said it right when it's all like he left for work, he ranted the next best thing would to be to come home and like hash it out, have a, um, like have a conversation with Lori to get everything off his chest and, to come to
0: peace. Mm -hmm. But then that conversation meant nothing after that. Because then the zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah, that's true. And and like they'd never talked about it again. Mm -hmm. Because what was more important was that he found her and he found Carl. You know? Like it it still showed that he still loved her no matter what she said to him. You know? Even though he was upset, like he still loved her. Which I think is important to remember about like marriage and like, you know, if you still love them, like it's it's good to like talk through the hurt, but like, you know, Mm Yeah.
1: I think that we have really good conversations. We don't really fight, mm-hmm. but we do argue. And I think that we have really healthy ones where once we realize we have both hurt each other, um, sometimes it takes us a while to get to that point. But once mm-hmm. we realize, oh, I hurt you and you hurt me, I feel like then we're always able to sit down mm-hmm. and just talk it out and then make up.
0: Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think this is like the first and last time people care about what other people say to them. Mm. Like that's a luxury that we have now uh-huh. to be upset that someone said something mean to me.
1: Really? In the rest I, of the I, series? I, I can't remember. A... I might
0: correct myself later on. I uh-huh. might be wrong. I don't really remember, but I can't think of another instance in the series uh-huh. where someone is mad that someone said something mean to them. May... Oh,
1: I'm sure there is. I'm sure there like... is,
0: but not to that extent. I don't uh-huh. think, I think people care more about other things Yeah. like survival. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. we'll see. We'll see. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah. All right. Let's 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 talk a little bit about gender roles. Because um, it seemed like Shane... Like, after that happened, Shane was, like, super heavy into gender roles. Like, he did not want Laurie to be hurt. He did not want, like, Carl to be hurt. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, I'm the man, and I go do the man things, and you stay. And, like, there's still a little bit of gender roles throughout. Uh-huh. But, like, he was like, I'm not going to let you go make signs uh-huh. to warn people. Because you're a dainty woman, you know, yeah. he didn't say that, but you know what he meant, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like, when, like, when do gender roles come up and why do they come up? Yeah. Do they come up out of choice or do they come up out of like, like just our natural biology?
1: That, yeah, that's really interesting. Cause I'm thinking now I'm like, historically, um, like anciently we knew that during the hunter gatherer societies, the men would hunt mm-hmm. and the women would like stay close to home and gather mm-hmm. and watch the children. And so, and like when we look at when women's rights happened,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it happened in you know, like first world countries, like in the yeah. United States and in the UK. I mean,
0: women like, should should have always had rights. Like I don't think women should have, like you know.
1: Yeah, but it took it took the process of getting to a third, a first world country mm-hmm. for women to like actually fight for their rights. I, also, I don't know.
0: Like I think, I think it depends on the society because I think.
1: <sighs> that's true. There is. Um, I can't remember what culture it was, but. Um, There's a
0: few cultures where women are hunters warriors. and yeah. warriors. Yeah, like the Amazonians.
1: Yeah, um, I think Viking. I don't quote me on this, but I think the Vikings had.
0: I think Viking. Maybe I'm not sure.
1: Okay, we'll have to look don't at that. don't hate us if we get historically incorrect. Incorrect. Um, I do know that like archaeologists found a warrior's burial, mm-hmm. and they just automatically assumed that they were men's skeletons. But when they studied the skeletons further they realized that the warrior um, graves were all women Mm -hmm. and they had been buried with, like, weapons and shields. Well, I mean,
0: women could be pharaohs in Egypt and they were just called pharaohs. They weren't called queens or anything. They were the pharaoh. Although
1: Nefertiti did, like, she wore a fake beard, Mm -hmm. um, I think because of the assumption that pharaohs should be men. Mm
0: -hmm. But Um, I I think it's interesting, like, like why do... And, of course, this is just the story writing, like, the writing in it. But, like, do gender roles, like, exist in in these, like, awful times where survival is the most important thing? And do you, like, like, me and Alina, we're in a very egalitarian relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, we both provide the same things. Like, we both provide money. We both clean. We both cook. Things like that. Yeah. I clean a little bit more. She cooks a little bit more. But... It balances out. It balances out. But, like... We're, we're very egalitarian and you know we're very we're um and Alina's very much a feminist and i'm a feminist as well mm-hmm. and so i just find it interesting like where where does the line get drawn in gender roles in society yeah you know and i don't think we have an answer to that question but it's definitely something to like think about and wonder about like um like you know where does the line yeah.
1: go well yeah and we'll what I was going to say is I think that like it it varies person to person. Like people have opinions Mm -hmm. about gender roles and not having gender roles. I think from first glance at Shane, I think that he was all like, all right, we're going primal Mm -hmm. like first world. It's gone. We're going back to the basics of humanity. The men are going to hunt. The women are going together. I think Mm -hmm. that was Shane's mindset. I think that was, that's a few people's, Mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, Rick completely like denied that. Like he was like, "Yeah, women can shoot too." Mm-hmm. Like Andrea, she really wanted to like shoot. Like she wa- really wants to shoot later on, and like the like it kind of becomes her character thing. And so Rick actually is very egalitarian too in the way he thinks. He's like, mm-hmm. if a woman can do it and wants to do it, she can do it. Like yeah. if a woman can fight, she can fight. But I feel like Shane. Like yeah, I guess it depends on who's leading. Yeah. Cause Shane's the leader, and he's like. It's gender roles, but then, but then Rick starts to lead, and he's like, "No, like w- everyone pulls their weight in whatever they can."
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah. It depends on who's leading, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: I think that. Oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Gosh.
0: And Andrea was the only woman that w- No, no, there was Andrea, and then what's her face? I can't remember her name. Um, they, those were the only two women, and I think they probably had to, like, really pull Shane's arm to, like, go with the men, you know, into the city.
1: Uh, There is this story about um, two tribes that are at war, and one of the tribes takes all the women and children captive, and so Mm -hmm. just the men are left. Um, And so what the men do is that they throw weapons over the wall where the the women and children are being kept. Mm. And so the women and children... Um, are able to defend themselves and like they were able to free themselves um because they were provided with the tools Mm -hmm. and i think that's a cool story about how like um like they the men were like oh we need to save our poor women and children yeah like they're stuck being captives instead they were like all right like our women and children are gone let's get them weapons let's sneak with weapons inside the, um, prisoners camp. Mm-hmm. So our women and children can free themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, yeah, it really just depends on the society and who's leading Yeah, and, you know, and yeah, that's cool. It's interesting. We'll talk, we'll definitely talk more about that and other episodes cause it definitely comes up again. All of the stuff comes up again. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk about was like, when do you decide to help others? Because Shane was like, no, we have other things to worry about. And he didn't know it was his best friend, you yeah. know? Like, I I just think, and it's more prevalent in the next episode, but I just think it's important to, like, always help one another, no matter what situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, and Shane was just like, no, we got to look out for our own. We're not helping anyone else. But then Lori was like, how do we, we don't know who they are? And I think Lori's also missing her husband. She's like, what if that was Rick? You know, she doesn't know it's Rick. But I like, think
1: she's pretty sure that Rick is dead. He died. That's fair. With a bullet wound in a hospital. That's fair. Um, she's but, gonna be well, shook.
0: I mean, there is, there's juicy stuff that happens later on, that you'll find out later. But yeah. So, but I don't know. Lori wanted to help, and Shane didn't. And you know, I think I think no matter like this is me personally. I think no matter what happens in the world, like you should always try to help people. Is with more people, I think you're stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, uh,
1: I think that the decision to help someone or not in the zombie apocalypse depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Like, is your goal to keep humanity going and hope that it will be able to survive and continue? Mm-hmm. Or is your goal only to keep mine alive? Yeah. Like me and mine alive. Yeah, I think that was Shane's and Lori's was thinking ahead. Yeah,
0: and that's really what it comes down to, honestly. But uh, what do you guys think? Um, Comment on um, the Twitter and the Instagram pages. Comment on this post on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let us know what you guys think. All right, I'm going to go to a quick musical break, and we will be back with uh, the final segment that we're going to be doing through the episodes. We're back. Um, so this segment that I want to do is I want to talk with my guests at the moment of just a moral dilemma and what would you do in that situation. We're starting off something simple, but it pertains a lot to Alina because oh. Alina, if you didn't know, is a little bit of a kleptomaniac
1: what? when it comes to
0: air quotes free stuff. Um, Alina, is it okay to steal pens from a bank or napkins from a restaurant or in your case, uh, table decorations. <sighs>
1: Zach, Okay.
0: Or, like, too many mints from Olive Garden. I love
1: the mints. <laughs> um, gosh. Did I tell you about my McDonald's straw obsession? Uh-uh. I loved how big McDonald's straws were. Mm-hmm. Like, they could suck up anything. They could suck up a smoothie, the thickest smoothie. uh uh-huh. Um, and so I hated the like little thin, narrow, um, straws that you would just buy in a pack at the grocery store. Uh Um, and so I, every time I went to McDonald's, I would just like grab as many straws. So if it's
0: up for grabs and you won't get in trouble, it's okay to steal.
1: (sighs) You're putting words in my mouth. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I. We
0: still have a pumpkin that you stole from a ward. Gathering.
1: It smells like pumpkin spice. <laughs> um, I also stole a couple of um, wedding decorations mm-hmm. off of tables because um, they smelled nice or looked pretty. Um, I stole a couple of decorations from school dances, like prom and mm-hmm. Sadie Hawkins, because I liked them. <laughs> I am such a bad example.
0: <laughs> um, so basically,
1: yes. If it's if it is being provided. For free.
0: You can steal as much as you want, no matter what. Like, so if you're, if you're stealing and it doesn't initially harm someone, then it's okay.
1: Well, now I'm thinking ahead, be like, did I steal so many McDonald's straws that they had to raise the price of their hamburgers in order to (laughs) compensate?
0: You're blaming inflation on yourself.
1: Well, (laughs) and also I, we did eat at Olive Garden once and I love Andy's Mint so much and, gosh, how did I get so many? Now that they... was just a basket. Yeah.
0: But last but... time we went to Olive Garden, they only gave us one each. Yeah.
1: So now I don't know. That's if your fault, to... Alina. It's my fault that they don't have baskets of Andy's Stealing and has anymore. consequences. Like, yeah, last time we went, they just they handed me one and handed you one, like mm-hmm. our waitress did. But like before that, I would just take the entire bowl and dump it into my p- coat pocket. So, Stealing has
0: consequences, Alina.
1: Gosh, I'm the reason they don't have the basket. <laughs> no, it's
0: okay. I don't um, think it is inherent. Like, how many people are really going to care about their like wedding decorations? Yeah. Or do they?
1: I don't know. I just... I s- now I'm feeling really bad about my actions. Hey, my, it's okay. My moral compass in the past has told me if something is being provided for... N- For no extra cost. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I'm thinking about all the pens that I took from a workshop that I I went to. Yeah, really nice pens. Yeah, I went to a workshop once. I I had just gotten hired for a new job, and there was this employee workshop that everyone needed to go to, and they just had the nicest pens. Like they're really nice pens. They were they're friction. They do be nice. They were so nice. And so (laughs) they just had a basket on every table. And so we would go up and like do activities like um, employee building activities. Um, And every time we would sit down, I would grab another pen and put it in my bag. Or every time like I walked past a table, I would grab a pen and put it in my bag. I'm telling you, this woman is a kleptomaniac. (laughs) I came home with like 15 Like if there's
0: no consequences, there's nothing holding her back from stealing anything.
1: Ah, but in my mind, it's not stealing. (laughs) It's not. I, Kate. Well, I can't, if I, okay. Going back to (laughs) the- It's funny
0: trying to watch you go through these mental gymnastics of trying to justify it.
1: Going back to your original question, is it okay to steal napkins from a restaurant or pens from a bank? If there is a basket of free-floating pens, I think it's okay to take it. Unless they specifically, unless they have like, you know how- banks will like tape something to the pens like Mm -hmm. popsicle sticks or little fake flowers they do that so you don't accidentally put them in your pocket Mm -hmm. so that tells me they don't want this stolen um (laughs) if the pen that they give me is attached to the like metal chain the Mm -hmm. chain of balls they don't want me to steal that i'm not going to take a pair of scissors and cut the metal chain and put it in my pocket
0: Mm -hmm. so if it's convenient to steal as well you'll steal it
1: it's not stealing <laughs> it's free
0: what do you guys think let me know what you guys think about taking floating objects that most likely mean nothing but i mean when's the last time you saw a basket of free andy's mints at olive garden it's only in his gosh or a wedding
1: decoration that you just really like you just that was really really, really like that
0: goldfish underneath the candle so you stole the goldfish
1: i, I still have a wedding ornament or a wedding decoration from one of my friends wedding it's a pine cone that smells like cinnamon
0: oh yeah i remember you were so happy about that i
1: love that thing but it's just a pine cone it (laughs) was just a pine cone that was on the table they're not gonna miss it
0: okay anyway what do you guys think what would you guys do what is the morality in stealing uh non-sequential items all right so thank you guys for listening uh, follow us on Feed Don't Eat Your Brain at on Instagram, and then follow us on Twitter at Zackie the Zombie. Also follow Fortune Horseman on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, and follow Alina to see her wonderful, awesome artwork Hi. at Alina Jacqueline on Instagram. Thank she you. really makes a ton of art. This zombie picture is is only a scratch on the surface of what this amazing woman can do.
1: I'm an an illustration major, for those of you who don't know.
0: Yeah, she's incredible. So take a look at her art and follow it. All right. Uh, Feel free to leave any thoughts, suggestions, and comments under the comment section on um, Twitter or Instagram. I will be posting the napkin and pen dilemma on Twitter and Instagram for you guys to answer underneath the post. And I will make an email, and I will give it out at the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good day or night. Thank you. Bye.